Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how you doing today? Doing great, Shay. We got one of the kind of out there episodes today. Yeah. A little lore action. Yeah, this is an odd one. I would say this is even mm-hmm. a crazier one than most of our lore episodes. Like To me, this compares probably most closely to when we tried to cast the Apex Legends TV show and movie, just in terms of our opinion, to not kind of hide it for much longer. Today, we are diving into the Legends net worths and kind of talking about who we think in lore, from a lore standpoint, are you know the wealthiest legends in the game uh, and who's fallen towards maybe the bottom of not swimming in their money like Scrooge McDuck. Um, but before we dive into the episode, if you want a question answered, ask it on our Discord channel, man, for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Drop us a follow on Twitter if you want to interact with us in any way. We're always active on there, at Kirkwood O'Shea and at HB Burrison. Links for those are in the description, as always. If you want to contribute to the net worth of the third-party podcast, go over to our Patreon page. We are doing our best uh, over there to have a lot of value, a lot of great benefits, and we were recently able to pay our staff even more than we uh, currently were. So we're happy to do that. All thanks to the support on Patreon for making third party better than it ever has been. 100%. Couldn't have said it better. I guess let's just uh, let's dive right into this topic. Talk to me a bit about maybe where this idea came from, why we're kind of talking about it, and, and having some fun with one of these Saturday episodes. Yeah, so the honest truth, is this kind of came off the top of my head as something that, you know, we like business. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun to talk about celebrity net worth and how could you maybe apply that to Apex. But the thought originally came from thinking about one legend in particular, and we won't say who mm-hmm. until we get to the list, but seeing something that they may or may not own and trying to assess the value of that and how just massive that is uh, in terms of its potential value. So that was kind of the the reason for wanting to go into this. But I think it's a really fun topic because there's a lot that I think you would assume are really, really wealthy, especially those that come from wealthy families Mm -hmm. that may not end up being near the even the top Mm -hmm. of the list. So it's kind of a fun idea. I'm glad we're putting it to use. So I guess we'll We'll dive into how we're going to kind of go through this. We have it broken up into categories. And so we have kind of like the the poor, they lost everything legends category. We have the philanthropic legends category. We kind of have the the middle of the road legends. And then we have the rich legends and then the filthy rich legends. And then maybe there's one outlier. Uh, No spoilers, though. Uh, That's in a different category on their own. Um, so we're going to go through everybody. And when we always talk about every legend, the shows sometimes end up taking a while. So we're going to try and not make this one an uber long. But we say that every time we do the all legends thing and we always bite ourselves in the foot. Um, but kind of some disclaimers, I guess, before we go into this. 
this is a fun exercise. This is not 100% factual lore. Like there's some assumptions being made on each of these legends. We'll talk about them when we kind of come to them as well. Um, but yeah, this is not, you won't find this reading in the lore. We tried to kind of dive into some stuff to answer some questions and we couldn't find solid answers to a lot of things. Um, one of the big disclaimers as well that kind of comes with that is we're not 100% sure on where or how the town takeovers work in relationship to the legends. Like, do the legends own and build their own town takeovers, or is it owned and built by whoever's running the games, you know, the syndicate, the IMC, or another entity? Because that obviously, you know, if Lifeline owns a huge building, that kind of changes probably what the, the net worth as such is looking like in this contextual mm-hmm. fun uh, exercise. Um, but we're operating under an assumption as of now, this is kind of what we've came to, that vehicular town takeovers are more likely to be ones that legends brought to the games versus locations that are established or more so most likely built by the owner of the games at the time. Um, Rosenfro, if you're listening to this, please tell us how wrong we are. And if there's an actual answer, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty big assumption. <laughs> um, we'll probably have some drastic impacts, but uh, yeah, I think this is a cool idea. We'd love to hear anybody's thoughts. It's a very organic conversation, so hit us up on Twitter if you, you have some different categories or some new mm-hmm. evidence or information that you think would massively change the list. Um, but I think without further ado, we can kind of go and start at the bottom yeah. of... Uh, the legends. So we'll we'll start with kind of like the the people that lost everything per se. I think we can maybe we alternate uh, between the legends. I think that'll be the best way. I'll start us off in case you got sirens still blaring in the background because you live near the firehouse. Uh, but we got Horizon coming in. And okay, I guess we we didn't. Let's clarify this: Are these in order within the categories, or are we grouping these in? the categories as all more so equal in the category. I know I didn't think through that 100% and establish it, but I want to lay the ground rules before we go into it. Each category is not necessarily in order, um, but they're also not necessarily equal either. So they're kind of loose buckets. The other thing as kind of a caveat is that for the most part, if a legend has been in the games for a while, we're kind of assuming that they are a very high-level professional athlete. So everybody on this list, even for the most part, if they're in this lowest poor category, that's very relative. You know, None of these legends are you know, struggling for their next meal or anything, yeah. um, but some are much wealthier than others. But that assumption that they're all pro athletes mm-hmm. you know, in this crazy, televised, massively popular thing in an entire system they're making plenty of But money. you still got min players and you still got max players in sports. Exactly. So we got to talk about it. Um, but yeah, it'll be funny. I think we'll, we'll see if we get any backlash from people who are maybe waiting to hear where their main falls in uh, into this, if that matters. But Horizon, that's where we're starting with. Absolutely a brilliant scientist. In theory, this should add a lot to her net worth. But after traveling through time, and her entire storyline as a whole, she's clearly prioritizing earning money in the games to fund her research so she can travel back to her son. 
Um, so it's kind of like her whole mission in the games equates to needing money to accomplish her goals. So obviously there's still a, uh, there's a desire to get more, which equates to not having everything that she needs like some of these other legends might. <laughs> yeah. And, and she used to have an apartment on Olympus, but that's gone yeah. and destroyed. Yeah. Um, I would honestly love a check-in with Horizon True. in terms of what's going on because you know you talk about, oh, she's a brilliant scientist. She's just nonchalantly said, oh, time travel, that's no big deal. Mm-hmm. If those kind of technological scientific feats are no big deal, then why is she re- like going to murdering people in a blood sport mm-hmm. in order to get money? Like There must be a smarter way yeah. to get the money than to risk your life and take the lives of others. It, very fascinating character, and we just haven't really gotten an update in a long time, especially after now we have Ash yeah. in the games. So that's where she is. It's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> Vantage, new legend, uh, overall very young, um, apparently a poor legend from the outskirts. Um, having a mother who's in prison is pretty tough in terms of any potential uh, inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of generational wealth going on uh, in Vantage's life. So she's definitely going to be on the lower end for network. There's still some question marks around her, though. Like she's early, and so we have to learn more. And so we'll see. Her mom's an interesting kind of sus character. So maybe there is something more to it than meets the eye. But based off of what we know, this is kind of the assumption we'll make. Uh, Seer, also next, fall into this category. Long-time premier arenas fighter. Probably earned this artistic legend pretty good coin. But you can't compare the arenas fights to the Apex Games legends in terms of how much glory and fame and money is coming from that. But however, did the, his high identity and due to his identity and being cursed, he likely struggles to attract sponsors as well, which is a problem. And we know that's a big part of Apex Legends. I would highly recommend Seer go on tour with his Micro Drones light show to elevate his brand. I mean, not, that's like a that's a top notch act. He could definitely uh, make some moolah doing that. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy, and it's clear that he has a fan base. But I just don't think he's doing enough to to earn money yeah. with it. You know, and he's on the bottom of the list in the bottom category, but that doesn't mean he has to stay there. I think he could really be propelled uh, much higher if he plays his cards yeah. right. Um, next on the list is Ash. Now, this is also a pretty interesting pick here uh, for being in really the lost everything category um, because she is a robot simulacrum. Used to be a mercenary before that, used to be a scientist in these previous lives. Um, she may once have had a solid nest egg, you know, in either of those different lives that she's lived. However, after being brought back, it's likely that she has nothing mm-hmm. like Zip. She might have Pathfinder's love, but that's it, and is fighting for everything. The, the good thing is she probably doesn't need all the lot. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she's a robot, doesn't need fast cars, big houses. Doesn't need um, food. So not super worried. <laughs> yeah. So I think she's probably less uh, motivated by material <laughs> uh, items than maybe some other legends, but kind of interesting. You know, you have a simulacrum, mm-hmm. very powerful, very intelligent, has a lot of experience, but not very high 
on this list yeah. when it comes down to value. Oh man. Next we have Mirage. This is probably one of the sadder uh, stories, just generally, and sadder ones to think about from this perspective. You know, the owner of the Paradise Lounge, he's probably built up some wealth from being in the games for so long. And you can make the argument that he must have had a lot of money to finance the Mirage Voyage. This is kind of where the town takeover discussion comes in. But we also know that he also had to support his mom's medical bills for a long time. And we know that's a, you know, not expensive feat for the bar owner in the Outlands. And then we also came across two points of intel that kind of go against each other. Um, and this is kind of where the disclaimer comes in, but to kind of share all the information, we saw one piece of intel say that maybe Mirage went into debt to buy his yacht. And then when it crashed, it nearly bankrupted him. So obviously, you know, if that's the line of thinking we're going with, make sure you get your insurance because Mirage Voyage is probably has high premiums, but probably worth it to protect it. And then we've also heard that some other lore points to him being given the Mirage Voyage for emceeing the Holiday Bash, which is when the Mirage Voyage was first introduced. So that kind of changes the town takeover perspective. That's the truth. But we dove really far into the, like, details of the lore, patch notes and everything. And we couldn't find strong confirmations of either of these lines of thinking that we saw people kind of repeat and talk about on social media. So interesting thoughts for sure, because could change the perspective a little bit. But overall, he still crashed the ship. And he's probably ending up in the lower category because of that. (laughs) Exactly. Most of the theories are pointing to the fact that Despite being a business owner, mm-hmm. he maybe isn't the best and has lost more uh, than he has earned. Which lines with his character. Next up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It does. Uh, you hate to see it, but it's pretty much true. Um, Mad Maggie, also going to be in this kind of poor category. Um, she's a self-identified freedom fighter, which I have a little bit of an issue with. Um, but she likely, for that reason, contributed everything in her life to the freedom of Salvo. Um, Now that she was, quote, sentenced to death in the games, it is super unclear if she would earn any money at all from fighting in the Apex games. You know, we said at the top, like, all of these, you know, legends or characters are professional athletes. She is a really weird case because if she goes out and wins the games, I'm not sure if she's getting money. You know, she, she was sentenced to death in these games. So she is, has a uncertain backstory, but even her like current day in the games is very weird. Uh, and even different from a legend like Revenant, um, who it just seems like Maggie is, Definitely a criminal. Nobody's going to give her anything, even being on such a massive platform, Mm -hmm. which I find (laughs) shocking. But it's very unlikely that she's getting any money, even if she wins and participates. I think it's an interesting thing to think about for sure. Uh, And the last legend wrapping up this category is Newcastle. Newer to the game. We know he's not the wealthiest, kind of a broke boy, but very skilled. Very skilled. So give it some time. Give it a few years. They'll probably rack up those wins and maybe be on the come up. But uh, we know this guy's kind of just wants to live the family life, uh, work his average job at his core. And uh, money's not the biggest thing for him, which 
to each their own. And uh, he's on a beautiful path now. <laughs> yep. So that that's kind of the first category. So the poor slash lost everything legends are Horizon, Vantage, Seer, Ash, Mirage, Bad Maggie, and Newcastle. The next category could go in a variety of places depending on, you know, if you're looking at it like a tier mm-hmm. list. But the title of this category is the philanthropic legends. So really legends that may have a lot of money, but they gave it all away. So their net worth is lower than maybe it could be. Um, so they're probably not going to be in this poor category, but we wanted to highlight them because they probably did earn more than others, but gave it all away. First legend up on this list, no surprise to anybody, Lifeline. Mm-hmm. This category was made for her. Um, she has not inherited anything from her war profiteering family. You know, she's definitely coming from one of the wealthiest families in the Outlands, period. Um, but that definitely has not affected her net worth because there is no relationship there at all. Um, but with that being said, she's a longtime legend in the game. She is part of a rock band, the Flyer Liars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's assumed that all of her earnings from probably either of these occupations has gone to supporting the Frontier Corps, um, a charity organization. So. That's kind of part of the the ethos or identity of Lifeline, and not much else to yep. say that she's going to be in this category. Yeah, she definitely ends up in the philanthropic category, probably more so than anyone else. Next, we got Fuse. And this is an interesting one. I think I'd love to hear the feedback from people because we were a little unsure on this one. But you know, we, we know Fuse as one of the top cage fighters from Salvo. And it's assumed that this old dog just has had an incredibly successful career prior to the games. Uh, we know he's like a he's a rock star. He's an absolute celebrity over on Salvo. But as we've kind of seen him, based on his like rocker appearance, the music playing hobbies, seems to love you know hanging out by the campfire and stuff. I think Fuse probably does give back a lot of his wealth, maybe to Salvo or something else. And lives way below his means. And we also see him have a strong relationship with Bloodhound, who cares a ton about the planet and stuff. So this one is, I think, one of our larger, maybe, assumptions of all the legends. But this is kind of, I think, where we we envision him in our version of lore, at least kind of slide into this category. I like thinking of Fuse as the guitar player by the campfire that doesn't really care about money too much and is just kind of donating to charity anything he wins from the games. <laughs> Yeah, he was a really hard one to place. But I think the reason that we might make these assumptions on top of what you said was his age. Mm -hmm. You know, he's definitely up there. He's been around the block. He has a lot of uh, like earning potential and how many years he's been doing what he's been doing. But also, he's just so famous for an entire planet. And if you had that much fame, it's kind of assumed that wealth would follow. Um, But it's not super evident. So that's why we're assuming that he probably gave it away. Last legend in this category is Gibraltar. Long-time, powerful competitor, you know, multi-time winner of the Apex Games, mm-hmm. um, but pretty clearly based off his personality, not motivated by money. Um, we kind of know that Gibraltar was kind of brought into the games just trying to protect his friends. And so 
we're definitely assuming that that personality, that motivation, coupled with his family background of being from search and rescue, probably means he's given away uh, the fruits of his labors in the game. I think he definitely kind of falls into that category with Lifeline of just like, that just seems their personality. They want to help other people. That's a huge part of why they seem to compete. Uh, We'll get into the rest of Legends, though, after a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Talk to me about what we're kind of looking at with this tier specifically. Yeah, so the next tier is called the mid-tier. And to be honest, these are legends that we probably had the hardest time placing, but we didn't have any evidence that they were really far up or really far down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there was too much generalization. So we created the bid tier mm-hmm. uh, just as a bit of a catch all. But I think the legends that we have, which there are four of them, they probably all fit pretty well yeah. into this bucket. We're starting with Wraith in this tier and, you know, high level scientific background, but couple that with a lost identity and severe mental trauma puts her in a weird spot. She likely doesn't earn much on top of her winnings from the games, but we know she's a very successful multi-time winner of the Apex games that's been playing for a very long time. But if she keeps hanging out with Mirage, she might have some issues holding on to her money for long if she picks up Mirage's uh, financial behaviors as far as we know. Uh, She's an interesting case because she could also probably phase in and steal some money pretty easily if she needed to from a bank. It is the Outlands. (laughs) Yeah, she's interesting. She has a lot of potential and then a pretty solid history. Mm -hmm. I think the reason that she was put into mid is just how much we can actually prove above this tier. So it's unfortunate. Everybody here, you know, could have arguments, but we just don't have enough proven. Um, next legend in mid is going to be Valkyrie. She's an orphan child of a mercenary who went on to track down Cuban Blisk to kill him and instead left him shot, knowing she could get to him and took an Apex card. She is a badass, like point blank, no questions asked. But when it comes to her net worth, Yes, she constructed her jetpack from her father's Viper Titan. This may have taken substantial resources to cart around, to actually do the work, but we think it's probably likely that Rampart helped out a Mm -hmm. lot in cutting down the cost substantially or entirely, and we just haven't really seen what Valkyrie has done in terms of increasing her own Mm -hmm. net worth. It's kind of all about legacy yeah. for her and that doesn't really equate to making a whole lot of money but her skills are pretty solid and i think anybody who's played apex knows just how effective she can be in the game so she's got to be making more than maybe the poorer <laughs> legends uh, on this yeah. list and she's an interesting one where you almost look at some of these legends like uh, I think uh, I start thinking of superheroes and you always ask the question of like where do superheroes get their money from and unfair yeah. or not I started thinking about like Falcon with Valkyrie where it's like how does this guy have any money like is it it's kind of working yeah. off the Tony Stark foundation <laughs> for the most part because 
they got really important things to do. Compete in the games, fight, save people, but you don't always get paid for that, it seems like. So, yeah, who knows exactly where shit lines up. <laughs> for sure. Next, we have Bangalore. Long time top tier competitor in the games with a bank account truly just made for saving up the travel across the galaxy. Honestly, we thought this would add up to a ton, but recent lore has kind of diminished how much wealth this may require to embark on this trip. Um, because part of it was so much, we thought it was all about the money, but now it seems like it's a lot about money and then also finding the person that's willing to take the trip as well. Um, and she might have had the cash for a while to go, it seems like. So not exactly sure where she falls, but she's been competing in the games for a very long time. Yeah, this one, I would have loved to put Bangalore at least one tier higher. Um, but because of the recent events that unfolded, it's hard to justify it. You know, it was kind of part of her original story that she was just going to keep playing until she got pretty much unlimited money because you would have to pay somebody a large fortune in order to take their life yeah. away in order to make the trip all the way across the galaxy. But then, you know, season like season 12 came in or 13 mm -hmm. with Newcastle and that kind of all fell apart because well, you could just get a robot to pilot it. Revenant is going to do it for yeah. free. So mm -hmm. It's very hard to tell just how much wealth she may have or may have needed previously. Yeah. The last on the list uh, for this category is caustic. Uh, you can debate this all you <laughs> want, but it's pretty obvious that money doesn't matter to this freak. Um, just funding his experiments. We went back and forth a little bit on kind of what is caustic treatment yeah. on King's yeah. Canyon. And how is this maniac getting away with just in the open having a plot to poison hundreds of thousands of people? Um, it's pretty mind-blowing. So maybe he's bribing people yeah. left and right around the syndicate and there's this like organized criminal mm -hmm. in order to fund his sick science. But uh, I don't know. He kind of just has to be in mid because we don't think he actually owns the facility. We're kind of assuming that is constructed or was contracted mm -hmm. out, and he's kind of the face. Um, he's a weirdo, <laughs> weird legend, super evil, honestly. Yeah. Like, was the original kind of villain, but has definitely stayed up yeah. there in terms of just how sick this guy yeah. is. That he has no problem killing it. Oh, he doesn't. That's for sure. Well, that puts our mid tier of Wraith, Valk, Bangalore, and Caustic. Um, and I think we'll keep rolling. And we're rolling into the now the rich tier. And this is where things start to get interesting and maybe a bit more exciting. And we got four legends in this category as well. We'll kick things off by talking about Octane, the number one, the top influencer in all the Outlands. Octavio could easily be a millionaire just considering his reach online, let alone the income from the games where. Remember, he got introduced early, so Octane has been around for a while. Assuming as well he's not connected to any of the Silva family wealth, he still does pretty dang well for himself if he's smart enough to monetize his following. And we see him doing that a lot. We see him streaming. We see him trying at least. And 
I think it's it seems like it took a long time from a lore standpoint for him to maybe not be 100% attached to uh, his father's wealth. And he might even be going back to that as well with the latest lore we've kind of shared. So he's an interesting one. But I think either way you cut it, he's got a lot of money. He He has to be. You know, like he's got to be pretty wealthy. I look at Octane as dude perfect on stage. <laughs> you know, like he's doing trick shots. He's doing all this daredevil content. Man too, doesn't have to split it with like just five or six guy. other folks. <laughs> I know. So it's like he's got the funding to make the great content. He's definitely got the time. He's got the, you know, attention span to do it. Um, and given just the platform that he has as a legend, Definitely has the reach uh, to be a very wealthy young mm-hmm. guy. Next in the rich category is Pathfinder. Now, he has lived a long life with many years of prize fighting. And as a thousand pound robot, he likely earned a ton of money there mm-hmm. um, because that's a pretty good recipe for hand to hand fighting. <laughs> On top of you know what he made in the games as a longtime legend, um, who we know has had a, a successful history, yeah. Pathfinder's got to be pretty rich. Um, you know, kind of a combination of his age, his impact on the history of the entire Outlands, and then just you know, we know that boxers can make yeah. a ton of money, and if he's really the best of the best in an entire you know region of space. He's got to be up yeah. there. Uh, in I think Pathfinder also, he, he's like Ash, doesn't need material things as a robot. And no. so it's like, I also think Pathfinder's probably would be that character of like, everyone's like, you're sharing how much money you have. And Pathfinder sh- like slides over his dollar, his figure, and people start freaking out. And he's like, oh, is that a lot? I didn't know. Like, yeah. oh, cool. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely a lot. And Do then you give need it away some friends? friends? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. 100% Pathfinder. Right oh, there. man. Next, we have Watson. And I think Watson is an absolute sleeper on this list. Her father was commissioned to build the ring. And considering Watson was the one to actually make the technology that supports the ring prior to her father's passing, I think she must have either been paid handsomely for doing so or inherited the money from her father. I just think it's safe for us to say that the job of creating the ring, the technology that the Apex games rely on holistically from the unlimited rich deep pockets of the syndicates or the IMC, whoever we want to say was in charge back then, probably paid generational wealth money. Uh, There was a reason her dad dropped everything to move to this King's Canyon and just work on this experiment for years and years and years. So... I think Watson's probably pretty well off. And I think maybe like she's got like a trust fund Cuban Blisk account too with how much uh, he seems to like her. <laughs> yeah, I think all that is fair. Easily puts her in this category. The other thing that is a callback to another lore episode that we did where we kind of did a, I think a tier list on legend lore power, mm-hmm. like how strong their abilities are. And you don't want to mess with Watson. Yeah. You do not want to mess with her. She can put out some ungodly voltage. And so whether or not she has money or not, she can get anything she wants because she's scary. She might be young, small, cute, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think if she wanted a big house, she could figure that out, (laughs) whether she had a trust fund or not. Oh, very true. (laughs) 
in a similar vein, the next on the list is crypto. Um, you know, first things first, he has no identity. He's in hiding and he's playing the games under an alias. So it's pretty unimportant how much crypto earns because he honestly doesn't have a mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. So in that way, you could put him down in the poor True. category because um, he has nothing or he lost mm-hmm. everything. But crypto could probably hack into the syndicate's bank accounts and get whatever he yeah. needs. So in that way, he's pretty rich when you think about material possibility mm-hmm. or potential because we've seen what he can do on a laptop you know does it with the hacking financial cube. markets would be mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. yeah be nothing yeah. for crypto so he's got to be on that list in the rich category just based off mere potential that yeah crypto is one of those legends where like we were just talking about and like i think we'll put him in this category to be safe because otherwise i think you could really put him wherever you want um because of that scale yeah. it's a slippery slope Let's talk about the next category, though. Or I guess, just to summarize real quick, the rich category, Octane, Pathfinder, Watson, and Crypto. A good squad right there for sure. And now we'll get into the filthy rich category. Um, with some interesting legends in here, and we got three to dive into. I want to make sure you get to talk about your favorite, and we keep switching off. So why don't you go back to back here and talk to me about the first one on this list. Yeah, first filthy rich legend is very based off of a one-liner. But it's actually confirmed Um, is kind of the thing. But it's confirmed. And that's, you know, the difference between rich and filthy rich people may have questions Mm -hmm. about. But that is kind of where we are drawing the line is confirmed lore, things that we feel really solid about. And the first one is going to be Bloodhound. Now, Bloodhound is known across the Outlands as being one of the greatest game hunters the Frontier has ever seen. And what that means is like beast mm-hmm, hunting, mm-hmm. massive, not deer. Like this is very, very difficult, expensive, yeah. specialized work. Um, but according to the Apex lore, it's rumored that Bloodhound is fabulously wealthy. So that kind of points to a big unknown, mm-hmm. but a certainty that Bloodhound has, even outside of the games, accrued a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. And we also know that Bloodhound has been very successful as a winner yeah. of the Apex games. Um, we kind of thought about possibly putting Bloodhound in the philanthropic category because of probable donations to ecological and environmental coalitions. Mm-hmm. But because we don't know for sure, we're just going to keep Bloodhound and Filthy mm-hmm. Rich because he's got they have multiple different income yeah. streams that we're very confident and he seems to uh, or they seem to take into the more uh, uh, you know I want to do stuff for the environment okay who do I have to take mm-hmm. out I'll do it myself like they aren't going to trust other Pretty people to, he's not, they're not going to trust to donate to other people to figure it out um, yeah I think the fact that we actually got the confirmed line of quote unquote fabulously wealthy is kind of what pushed Bloodhound into this category um, but I think this one, you know, you can go either way with that kind of line. What does fabulously wealthy mean? We think it means filthy rich. <laughs> Next, we got Loba. So Loba, as we all know, is a luxury jewel thief from a rich family. Really not, a, not much else has to be said from that. 
Loba probably lives the most high-class lifestyle of all the legends. She's the best thief in all of the Outlands. She can get whatever she wants. Paintings, jewels, all that stuff. That's going to add up over time to a very, very large collection uh, at any point. She can really steal whatever she wants whenever she needs to, uh, it seems like. So she definitely seems to slide into this category of filthy rich. And the way she grew up with her dad as well being more so of the, from our understanding, a a con man or something very rich the lifestyle obviously that she lived as a child as well eating in these high expensive high rises she's been around money for a long time it seems like and that helps a lot you know it's kind of a two-prong because loba can take whatever she wants and when you think about jewels you know they could be multi-million dollar steals that definitely starts to ramp up your net worth, but also she just is very well connected in high society. And so with the con man father background, plus her lethality Mm -hmm. and her, you know, jewel thief skill, that's just a really good recipe for being a effective criminal, Mm -hmm. but also very wealthy. So she's got to be on the, on that category. Criminals tend to be wealthy. Next one. Uh, sadly, <laughs> you know, but you get locked up for tax True. evasion. So don't don't try it at home. <laughs> Last legend in the filthy rich category is Rampart. Now, I've always been a fan of Rampart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an entrepreneur with a thriving weapon modding business. But that probably isn't enough to put you in the filthy rich category she'd be in the rich um, category though just off of that i think we could say pretty confidently yeah like because it's successful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like mirage has the bar but rampart's business is probably you know next level uh when it comes to its income but you know for the entrepreneurial background that rampart has i've always thought that she was a pretty cool legend uh, especially since she's only 21 you know she's super young Obviously successful with the business alone. However, the price to commission Big Mod, her town takeover on World's Edge, as a custom armored mechanized vehicle, she must be absolutely flush with cash. Um, you know, I, I can easily try to peg the price of this massive mobile workshop. Um, to be in the hundreds of millions you know it's unknown we don't know the whole situation we might even say she doesn't even own it but if we make the assumption that she owns it then the value of that vehicle is an absolute ton to put it into you know a dollar amount figure just speculation a standard u.s abrams tank that's currently on the battlefield is over $6 million, 6.2 approximately. Based off the size alone, not any of the tech or specialization, customization, whatever, Big Mod is 88 times larger than a standard tank. So based off just the raw materials and the type of vehicle it is, that could easily exceed $545 million right there. And if you're able to afford something like that, as a business expense, she is a multi-billionaire. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that she is, 
But if she owns Big Mod, then it's without a doubt that she 100%. is. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why we had the disclaimer at the beginning of like, we have, don't have a hundred percent certainty with the town takeovers, but it makes sense in the situation for sure with it being the shop and everything. So yeah, that's our filthy rich category. Bloodhound, Loba, Rampart. As I said, man, and when we talk about each legend, the episodes go long. So we'll try and we'll try and try and wrap this one up. We got one legend left and we got them in a category called the next level. Okay. And it's Revenant. And this is an interesting one to think about. The most notorious hitman in the Outlands lived for over 300 years, part human, part simulacrum. We think has got a case for being the wealthiest legend in the game. Spending that long racking up contract kill after contract kill after contract kill, we have no idea how much money that would in theory pay, but it was, it's, probably, it's probably a lot and it's going to rack up to be a ton of money. And talk about a legend that's probably had a successful uh, Apex Legends career once joining the games as well, if we're talking from a lore perspective. And I think he got a combination for someone that might just be in a different stratosphere of everyone else. I think about it like Pathfinder or Ash being alive forever, but trying to make money that entire time. Because Rev operated as if he was a human for a long time, trying yeah. to earn money, uh, not knowing he was a simulacrum. And that, I think, is the part where kind of has to be in a separate category because that's confusing. You know, he's having a split personality. One of the personalities is highly affluent, wealthy, getting paid for kills. The other one could be, you know, an enslaved robot who's killing for a corporation. So it's a little unclear, but what is certain is at some point he was a very successful hitman. And if you've been alive for 300 years, we know what compound interest does. You know, you don't have to put a whole lot in at the beginning. This guy's a billionaire, um, regardless of uh, what his earning potential was. As a I love it. Wrap this one up for us. What, what's the overall conclusions? I think this was a ton of fun to kind of talk about. I'd love to get feedback from people on Discord here where they disagree and agree on this. We, we had a blast prepping this episode, but what are some of your takeaways? Yeah, to keep it short and sweet, you know, start a business if you have a platform. You know, you're a successful legend, competitor, start a business, diversify that income, or just go ahead and steal from rich people. That works too. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, if you're human, that's probably the play. Um, But if you're a robot or a simulacrum, you're likely rich, you know, and I don't know if that scares people. because the robots are going to take over. But just when you have the computing power (laughs) and the strength that is better than any human, you're going to have a good life, if that matters. You know, robots don't need to eat, so they probably don't care a whole lot. We spend a lot of money on food. If you're scared of robots, yeah. yeah, If you're scared of robots taking over, I I don't know if I can help you with that, because at least on this list, the robots over. Make yeah, a killing. That's for yeah. sure. That's going to wrap things up for us. Thanks for listening to a very fun episode. And thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, drop a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down.